Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from my home in Austin, Texas. Joining me is Sally DeFries. What's up, Sal? Not much, Dylan. What you doing? Just recording? Just... Yeah, just another day in quarantine. I, I'm, I'm so sick of it. I'm, you know, I, I, actually... I know we're all dealing with it, but it's just enough's enough. I went to work today, so I just got back and... I haven't read through the rundown because I was at work, so I'm going in blind. So sometimes it's best just to go off the cuff. I yeah. think you're gonna we're gonna do just fine here. We'll be off the cuff for the whole thing. It'll be great. So how many how many days a week are you stepping out for work? Um, our schedule's a little interesting right now. We were working like a week on, week off, but because Texas has reopened and we're doing elective surgeries again, basically this is my off week, and I've gone in every single day. Except for ah. Wednesday, so there it's we're probably operating at like eighty percent capacity of what we were. So yeah. they've pretty much we're going to be back to normal probably next week. So okay, yeah. I don't know. Also feels, joining us today. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. What, you got something else? I was just going to say it feels weird. Like I feel like in Texas, people have just fully gone back to their regular lives. Minus restaurants, yeah. I guess. Instagram stories have become a little bit more active lately. I don't know if you've noticed that. People mm-hmm. are venturing away from home, uh, hitting a uh, hike and bike trail, hitting Zilker Park. I've seen people at the lake. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, still, I'm still hunkering down. I'm just, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I, I don't want this to, uh, the, the second wave thing, the talks of a second wave happening have kind of, startled me a little bit so i don't want to risk it yet i'm down to wait around for like three weeks to see how this hits and how it yeah. affects people and then maybe venture out but you know what we missed opportunity and we'll bring in will in a second to comment on this but we should have invested in a wash media boat that just the quarantine wash media people could have taken out why didn't we do that like i get that boats are expensive well, and like the maintenance and somebody has to learn how to drive it and all those like really annoying things but now I'm just one thinking the, we should have one. One of the sneaky worst things about this whole situation is that the weather has been so amazing throughout like, I mean, probably more than half of the days of quarantine have been just sunny in between like 72 and 84. We missed all the patio weather. Now it's going to be too hot. It's going to be incredibly hot. Yeah. And so you can only go out at like 9 p.m., that's going to happen in like a couple weeks or pre nine or post nine, like to actually yeah. feel decent about the weather. I'm just saying maybe we should start a GoFundMe and get a boat. I, that's all I'm saying. I just I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's an and idea. We, we research a as long bit. as I have any say whatsoever in uh, acquiring a boat. A corporate boat, it's going to be a tough sell. Damn it. <laughs> they're such a pain in the ass, but I they're mean, fun, obviously. I have never like owned a boat, had to work on the boat. Uh, a couple of summers ago, I threw the anchor off of a boat accidentally when trying to throw the anchor off, but the anchor wasn't tied to the boat. So I am just oh. a casual boat enjoyer, but I like have never had to put in the work of a boat. You know, like I've never had to like drive it or park it or do the upkeep or pay for it yeah so uh, yeah i mean most people's experience with the boat like you said you you pull up like your friend has one so you pull up you hop on you go you have a good day on the lake you get off and you go home 
and the I don't person have to, like, who's operating in. the damn thing, they there's so much more to do, and it's they get they just get so boned, but they're Will, a good time. Do you want to get a boat, Will? Oh, what up? It's your boy Will DeFreeze here, Mister Off the Cuff himself, hey, Cuff Will. Daddy, aka Will DeFreeze. Shouts out to me. Good to be here. <laughs> Uh, Sally, oh I was just sitting back and listening to you guys. I don't think we should start a GoFundMe for Watch Me to Have a Boat. I don't think that's the best look during a recession. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think we're doing pretty well for ourselves anyway. I think a boat might literally what about, sink us. What about, wow, Ooh. very punny. I, I was joking about the GoFundMe. Obviously, we're not going to start a GoFundMe to buy us water crafts. But what about, what if we got some jet skis? Jet skis are still... You know, not cheap, God. but jet skis are tight. Boater cycles? Jet skis are just so tight. What if we get Brett to get us a jet ski sponsorship? Ski-Doo doesn't need to advertise. I mean... I mean, yeah, that, that's like ideal. They wouldn't have to pay us. Just just give us access to jet skis, and that's all we're really going to need here. But Yeah. I will bring up yeah. jet ski in every single sentence for the rest of this podcast oh. if somebody will send me a jet ski that I can use. I don't think... I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> okay. I, I I think y'all can tell right now that I'm very antsy to like get out in nature, especially beyond the water. And it's really bumming me out that our apartment pool is closed. And I don't even really like to like lay by the pool or just like, I don't, I'm not will. Like I don't go tan for hours and then get in the pool, but I just like want to be outside, not in my living room. You just want to stand waist deep in a swimming pool with a vazi in your hand and just a vizzy, you know, a vizzy, a vizzy, a vizzy. A vizzy. <laughs> I, they won't hear that. You know what? Vizzy, vizzy, vizzy. Can't you see? Why did I, I think vazi? Because you're thinking of Aussie Bop. I ruined this for you with my British rap. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yep. Yeah. Damn it, Will. So we're just gonna do the best we can, and hopefully, in a couple months, I'll be in a pool with the rest of the world. Well, not everyone in a pool at the same time, but like we'll be allowed to go to pools you know a couple of months it's disheartening to think about it's okay we'll it's get through it enough it'll time will fly when you're having fun well squad we have a full episode today we have seven questions before we get to the questions though let's talk about the hotline number it is 888-362-MAIL m-a-i-l that's 888-362-6245 you can also write in if you would prefer there's a link in our twitter bio and that's at Mail-in podcasts. Like I said, we have seven questions, two of which are voicemails. Are you guys ready to jump in? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Well, take us away. First question. Hey, mail-in crew. Dog etiquette question for you. My husband and I moved into a residential neighborhood last year with our pup, and we've been taking her for daily walks, during which she'll go to the bathroom in whatever yard she happens to be near. We're part of the neighborhood Facebook group, and one neighbor made a post bitching out, quote, irresponsible pet owners that let their animals urinate in his yard. End quote. Have we been trash pet owners for letting our dog do this? I've never noticed dog urine causing dead spots. Dylan, would you be pissed if a dog peed in your new front yard? Sally and Will, would you let Rosie do this if you lived in a residential neighborhood? Thanks, fam. Um, uh, I got a few things to say about this. Uh, I think if a, like if a dog pees in the same spot over and over and over again, it will kill the grass. Having said that, this guy, it doesn't sound at all like his dog is doing that. He says whichever yard is nearest to him. Um, no, of course I wouldn't be upset with this. So I live, my house is, um, it's a very, very active neighborhood. I know that we're in a quarantine, so everyone's at home, and that might be part of the reason why it's so active. 
but there are dogs and people just everywhere. Um, also, I have a, a, I'm not trying to brag here, but I have a corner lot and it's just a super high traffic zone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting my yard, my yard's catching all the pee right now, all of it. <laughs> um, no, unless, unless I notice the same dog that's like peeing in the same spot every time and it's causing a big brown spot in my yard, then I'd be like, I, I would be bothered by it, but I still wouldn't even speak up about it. I would just, you got to deal, something you got to deal with. Yeah. So this neighbor is, is just, is, this is way over the top. I got yelled at for this one time in Fort Worth and it like traumatized me. Oh, it shook you to the core. So Rosie. Really? Yes. I, so same thing. I totally agree with you, Dylan. I think dogs are going to go outside and go to the bathroom wherever they are. The only way that you What's the alternative here? There's not, there's not. That's the thing. Like, it's a dog. You're not going to like, I mean, I guess you can like have it go to the bathroom in your yard. But like, if you're going on a walk, like the dog is going to go to the bathroom. Like, okay. So what I was going to say is, first of all, don't be the idiot trashy person who doesn't pick up their dog's poop. Cause that I have a problem with, like, don't let your dog shit in my yard it's and totally then not different. pick it up. But even if they poop in the yard, who cares if you put, pick it up? I don't, that doesn't bother me. Like you picked it up. So, I, I was taking Rosie. I would take her around the block all the time in Fort Worth. And I think that this owner just wanted dogs to go to the bathroom in between the like, I don't know what you call that grass, but between the road and the sidewalk. The grass between the road and the sidewalk. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Rosie, Rosie probably peed or pooped in every freaking yard on this block. Like, because I lived there for a year, like, and we took a walk, two or three walks a day. So, and I would, I would take her on walks to go to the bathroom because at my, I lived in like an above garage apartment. There wasn't a good yard for her to use. And exactly. one day yeah. Rosie is popping a squat, not even number two, number one, she's just peeing. And this lady comes out and starts screaming at me. And he's like, what is your dog doing? And I'm like, she's going to the bathroom. This is my yard. Like, da, 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 like screaming at me. And I was like, um, ma'am, she's just going pee. Like, and she said the whole thing about it killing her yard. First of all, I was like, it's July in Texas. Your yard is already dead. No offense, ma'am, but it's yeah. brown. Second of all, Rosie peeing on it is not killing it. Like that was like the first time she'd probably peed in that yard in like a very long time. And I just, I like immediately called Will. I was like, this lady just like screamed bloody murder at me to the point where I think there was a neighbor, like a couple houses down, like getting out of their car at the same time. And they like totally stopped, watched everything oh that my happened. God. And it like, that was an extreme overreaction. It was so uncomfortable. And I just, I was shocked. I, I would. And I, so I immediately called my sister and I was like, if a dog goes to the bathroom in your yard, do you care? And Lily was like, no. She was like, Drew got pissed one time because a girl like let her dog literally diarrhea in our yard and then just walked off like nothing happened. Like that is annoying. But peeing and pooping, if you're cleaning it up, like it's a dog. There's other things going to the bathroom in your yard, lady, like squirrels or raccoons yeah. or deer. It's having a house with the, with the front yard that has grass on it. And right. You, I mean, if you don't want to happen, then maybe you can put up a little fence around your front yard or something. Right. But it just comes along. That's just part of living in a neighborhood. I will say, Sally and I are not uh, innocent parties. We, when Rosie was a puppy, Rosie often had tr trouble pooping 
And not in the way that like physically had trouble, but you know, we had trouble getting her to poop. And the one place that she would poop was in these, what would you call it? It's like those vines that are on the ground. There's like a name for it. Like It's like ivy. It's yeah. Myrtle on the ground, like that kind of thing. And she, the one place Rosie would do it was in that. And you can't see where the poop is. It, this was not in front of someone's yard. This was on the side of someone's yard. And there's a giant fence between that, those bushes and, and everything the, else. And the road. Yeah. Rosie pooped there at least once a day for at least a year. And we, I didn't know what to do about it. It's the only way that we could get her to poop for a while. And so it was like, yeah, I mean, this neighbor's just catching all of Rosie's poop. But not once did anyone did say out? anything. No, not no. once did anyone say anything. Had it been in their front yard, like I would have obviously figured something out. But it was like on this little side thing that I guarantee these old people never it even looked at. It was kind of a at. forest in there. There was like a bunch of trees and bushes. And then there was that tall ivy. And once she, she would poop in there. And then you're like, oh, now I got to go find this. Like... Rosie loves pooping and stuff like that. And if she does it in someone's yard, like I always try to get up as much of it as I can. Cause it's not like grass. It's not like you can see the poop. It's like hidden, but right. yeah, that that's, uh, she loved pooping there. Yeah. You could just tell she would just like <laughs> waddle over there. Like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get a poop off. And not all the time do we pick it up because if it was way back there next to a tree, I'm like, you know what? This is just fertilizing it. No one can tell. Well, I don't know how many other dogs go and poop. I in think that a lot stuff. of dogs then, like, pooped right there. Yeah, I think the reason Rosie like pooping there is because it smelled like other dogs. And so it's you're standing there and like <laughs> I was always on high alert. Like if Rosie was doing yeah. that, I had my head on a swivel trying to find any neighbors that were sniping me. And if like somebody was taking a photo of me or something, then their phone was getting thrown into the poop bushes. I, I don't want to seem hypocritical because I do think you should pick up after your dog's poop. But this was like such a foresty area that I was kind of like, you know what? This is nature. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll just do a little yeah. natural fertilizer. No one's the wiser. It'll be fine. But like, don't, I mean, even now we live at a dog park or our, our, we don't live at a dog park. We, our apartment has a dog park that's turf and like people won't pick up their dog's poop then. I'm like, you can clearly see oh, this dog's poop on top of trashy. the turf. Just don't be a dick. But also these people's neighbors, they just need to mute. Yeah, their- they suck. It was funny yesterday. I stepped outside my front door to go check the mail and my house sits really close to the street. I'm like, this is the way my house is set up. It's just, it's, there's like not much space between the street and the house. And there's a sidewalk there and there's a grass between the sidewalk and the street. So if you walk outside my front door, I'm probably 12 to 15 feet from the sidewalk. So it's close. I come out the door yesterday and there's a dog, big dog. Probably I think it was like a German short hair. He was peeing like right in front of my, my front door, basically leg up. I just got like a, a face full of this, this dog's well, business, you know, and it was just, there's nothing to do about it. We like, I, the owner looked at me like kind of embarrassed and it was just funny. We laughed about it. You just can't get mad at that. No. It's just part of living in the neighborhood. It is always kind of awkward when your dog like chooses to poop in the yard where the people are like hanging out and playing. You're just yeah. like, yeah, it is. I'm so sorry. I'm going to pick it up. Like it's, I'm, this is uncomfortable because you're literally watching my dog take a, I mean, I will be, even if like no one's out and Rosie's like peeing in someone's front yard, I will act like, oh man, like, oh, you got to be kidding me, Rosie. Like, how dare you do this? <laughs> like, just in case somebody's watching, like, I immediately just like fake concern over it, even though I'm like, yeah, this doesn't matter right. to me at all. But one time we were, I was, I was walking Rosie one time and, uh, and I th- thought this car driving by was actually 
somebody that was about to yell at me for it. Turns out it was just my Postmates delivery guy. And did you guys know <laughs> that Postmates doesn't just deliver like burgers and sushi? And if you're like me, you've probably started to think about like what you want to eat to dinner. I don't know, right now while you're eating lunch. I love food and that's why I love using Postmates. Uh, but I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. Uh, I mean, Postmates pickup, it's, it's, it's just great right now. I don't want to touch people. I want to be contactless. So if I'm ordering takeout from my local favorite restaurants, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. And like I said, they don't just do burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier by picking up everything you need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside of your door. So just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries. Download the app and use code MAILIN. That's code MAILIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, just Postmates it. Man. You are on one wow. thing, Will. Yeah, your boy. I'm ex- I, I have had a productive ass day today. And I have to say, this is like the last thing I got to do today before I can just check out for the night. No Zoom calls tonight. No like anything. It's just, it's a free night for your boy. I'm fired up. So he, you're firing Man, all cind- cylinders. Yeah. Okay. You guys, Seems like you're already a couple a couple of Vizzies deep right now, dog. No, nah, no. Nah, it's just hella ice water. And you, you know that chai okay. tea hits different with the oat milk in it. Just the <laughs> adrenaline and chai tea. Yeah. Would you shut up? All right. Here, let's, uh, let's, let's do a voice now. All right. Let's let someone else talk for a sec. Here we go. What's up, mailing crew? Uh, quick question as to how far out from your wedding is it, uh, you know, appropriate or not to be having your bachelor or bachelorette party? Um, quick context. I live out in California getting married next February. And was hoping for a summer bachelor party, um, assuming that everything is all right with COVID. Um, so just curious what the appropriate timeline is. Again, I do live in California, so, you know, a uh, fall or winter bachelor party would not be terrible because golf is accessible pretty much anywhere in California. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. How far in advance is it okay? I mean, I, I think whichever destination you're choosing – it's probably it's most likely a seasonal thing. Like obviously, you're not going to go to the beach in the middle of winter time. You're not going to go skiing in the middle of summer. So you can fall back as far as the bet the season that best fits your destination. Right, and actually, I would think I kind of feel like you have to, especially if it's going to be a destination and people are going to be traveling for wedding or bachelor party or both. Um, that the minimum amount of time between should be about a month. Because you got to give people time to, like, recoup. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, like, have them travel out to, like, Palm Springs and then go to your wedding the next weekend. That's just, like, taking their whole social schedule. Do you all agree about that? I did. I did one week. You did one week? The weekend before. That's bad boy shit. The weekend before my wedding was my bachelor party. But here's my question. Where where was your bachelor party? Was it Vegas? It was Vegas. But then your wedding was here. My wedding was here. Did yeah. you Where work between your... that? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. Were, Were you... most of your friends from Austin or coming from Texas that they could drive to the wedding? All of them, yes. Okay. All of them. So that... They're all pretty local. Right. So what I'm saying is like if your friends are going to have to travel multiple times 
you yeah, gotta I give agree them with that. some space. But what you did is fine. I also think maybe with COVID, like, and people are not going to be able to have as many bachelor bachelorette parties, we're going to bring back the like Thursday night bachelor party. No, like can't before be doing the that. wedding. Can't be doing that. No, no. If I had a Thursday night bachelor party before our wedding, which I essentially kind of almost did, just because I got like so hammered the two nights before, like it just made for a tough, tough come down from everything. That's for sure. John did it. We've talked to. Yeah. I threw one. I was a best man for my buddy. And he, we did the, we, we did a couple days before we did like a golf outing and it was great. But I will say the vibe at the rehearsal dinner was a little, uh, low key. We were all pretty dead and we went to bed at a relatively early time when otherwise we probably would have stayed up pretty late. That's true. Yeah. The movie, the hangover. Um, one of the reasons why that movie is so unrealistic, they drove from, I believe LA to Vegas the night before their wedding. Right. It was just a one night in Vegas thing, and they drove there. That means you wake up on your wedding day in Vegas, hungover. Well, so drive I think back. it was. I think it was two days because then they have to stay another day, right? They like stay an extra night while they're trying to find him. Do they? Because they find him the morning of the wedding, and like either way, it's right before. Either it's way, right it's ridiculous. Well, it's, and, it's incorrect. Yeah. Even then, you're missing a rehearsal dinner. Like, did y'all not have a wedding rehearsal? Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah, these guys had no rehearsal or anything. I just think that, like, I don't think you need to worry about how far out. Like, if you need to do it early, then get it over with and just do it. Don't feel bad about that. People aren't going to be bummed like, oh, man, I have to go to this bachelor party super early for this wedding. But, like, yeah, I don't think you have to yeah, worry about that. But if you're going, if people are going to be traveling to a destination wedding, then you can't have the bachelor party or bachelorette party too close. Otherwise, you're just making them travel twice in a very short period of time. And honestly, even from like a, you know, from a fun standpoint, that sounds awesome. But just logistically, like it's way easier to space out vacation days at a corporate job and get those days approved than it is to just take it all in one month in one false swoop. Yeah. Looking back on my own situation, I, I, I don't recall ever like questioning the decision to do it. And now that I think about it, it is because everyone was in Austin. I think maybe one person had to drive in from Dallas and that was it. Like right. We were all extremely local, so it wasn't a big deal at all. But yeah, I agree with you. I think a month is a, a good, a good, like long enough buffer between hopping on a plane. You yeah. know, Sally, are we rescheduling our bachelor and bachelorette parties or are we just like doing without them at this point? Um, Will, that's not funny. You're doing one. Will is, I'm not. I had, when we got married, Basically, the week we got married, I told my friends, like, we're not going to do it. Because we were supposed to do it in June, the week after Will. And I was like, y'all came out here. People are getting pregnant. We're supposed to do Napa. It's just going to be... It's, it's kind of a lot for me to, like, ask of them. So we are not doing anything. One of my friends has suggested that we have, like, a night in Austin, which maybe when things open up again, we'll do. But That could be fun. I felt very celebrated. Don't poo poo that. Feel, I feel good about Aww. what we did. So, yeah, Will, you're doing it. If not, we're just gonna have to go without you. I mean, you can. You're more than anyone's more than welcome to kidnap me and take me on my own surprise bachelor party. That's that's gonna be fine. You guys want this next question? I think it's a heater. Let's do it. Let's go. Hey guys, I've been dating my boyfriend for about five months and things are great. However, his ex, who lives in another country, still messages and calls him from time to time to check in. He doesn't like it. I don't like it, obviously. And he said that she was suicidal in the past and he's concerned she might hurt herself if he, she, if he ignores her. She called this week to catch up since it's the, quote, anniversary of their breakup. And yes, she knows about me. I don't want to be the girl who won't 
let her boyfriend talk to someone, but at this point I'm finding it pretty disrespectful and just annoying. Any advice? Okay. Love you. Bye. This is a tricky one. Um, on the one hand, he has no responsibility to make sure that she's okay. He's under no obligation to, you know, answer the, the phone when she calls because of what mental state she may or may not be in. Having said that, you know, he doesn't want anything bad to happen to her. He cares about her. Um, I think this is how I would handle it. I think I would reach out to her, to her and, and say like, look, you know, I have a girlfriend, you know, um, everything's going great. I just want you to respect our space and please don't reach out. If you're, if you find yourself in a tough situation and you need someone to talk to, by all means, I'm here for you, but just don't, you know, to calling or texting just to catch up. That's uh, it's, it's too much. You can't do that. Um, this is tough though, because if she's truly in a, in a bad mental place, you don't, you don't want to uh, completely abandon her, but she's also has to respect what you're, what you're doing with your life. So it's a tough one for me. I think, well, this is tough. Cause it's like the girlfriend doesn't know what to do in five months. You know, like if you're engaged or married and ex is still calling, I think that as the girlfriend or the person that was not in the relationship, you have the right to be like, you got to stop. You got to back off. But five months in, it's like still her boyfriend's thing to deal with. So I think like, and it's very clear or it seems very clear that she, she doesn't like it and the boyfriend doesn't like it. So I feel like the next time ex-girlfriend calls, it's totally fine to be like, listen to your boyfriend. Like I understand how you feel and that you like want to protect her and make sure she's okay. But it like, it, you know, doesn't make me feel good that she's still calling. I just don't like it. Like, I think that he would understand that and then say like, I think that you need to say something to her because it's, it's really his responsibility to like say something to the sex girlfriend, you know, but he also, yeah, it is. he like, he may not understand how much it, I mean, he probably knows how much it bugs you, but like, you just need to say like, you need to tell her to stop. And also like, hopefully with time she gets over him and she will like realizes that the two of them, like the two of you are in a good relationship and not planning on breaking up, you know, like, Oh, something about calling on the anniversary of a breakup is. Yeah. That's really a little pathetic. bit strange. Really? It's, it's just like, Oh, why, yeah. like, why, why, it's, why it's relive those moments? That sounds terrible. I just, I mean, if she was, if she was in a, a better place in life, it would be so easy to be like, look, you got to stop calling. This is extremely inappropriate. I've moved on. Right. Please respect my space. But then but considering that she may be suicidal, if her, if the phone rings and it's her, how do you not like, right. Say, Hey, what's going on? You know, because right. it, it's just, you're just morally uh, committed to it at that point to like, at least hear what she has to say. Um, and pick your spot too. If she's in a really tough spot, you know, let her ride it out. And then she's happy again. Be like, okay, it's, it's time, you know? Right. I, I think the girlfriend, the one who asked the question should feel secure. Like clearly your boyfriend is not with his ex for a reason. He's with you. Like, even though it's really annoying that she's calling and you're annoyed by it. And so sorry, Rosie's licking me. <laughs> That's uh, all right know that you know i it doesn't sound like anything nefarious is going on or that he's like trying to talk to his ex behind his girlfriend's right. back yeah so like still gotta say something though yeah 
Yeah, yeah, you have to pick your spot. Make sure it's uh, during the the most opportune time possible. Yeah. If she doesn't uh, say but, something, yeah, you got you to gotta speak up. If she doesn't say something and he she sees his phone light up at a bar and she's drunk, like that's coming out quickly. So just yeah. get it done while you can. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Man. Let's talk movement. Dude, times are crazy right now, and we're all having to make some pretty significant lifestyle adjustments. We're spending more time than ever at home on our digital screens, and that's why the team over at Movement wants to make sure you're taking care of your eyes with their EverScroll blue light filtering glasses. Crafted with special blue light lenses, Movement EverScroll glasses protect your eyes from the digital strain and other harmful effects of blue light, like headaches and poor sleep. And they look great doing it. Guys, I have to say, I saw some of these on Instagram the other day. And I have to say, they look so good that I was like, oh man, I might need to get cop some of these just for my regular specs, my reading glasses. Then I was like, oh, these are movement. It's time to join the movement, baby. Uh, Dude, they catch me, they catch me with their, with their Instagram ads all the time. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. I almost wish my, my eyes were worse so I could cop some. I know. It's like, dude, it's sunglasses though. They've got quality protection and style and the lenses are completely clear. So you can tell that they've got protective blue light coating. The frames are from Movement's best-selling fashion eyewear collections. They look sharp. I mean, I wear my movements all the time. These blue light ones just seem like a... The Everscrolls just seem like a, a no-brainer at this point. Uh, these are starting at just $60, so take care of yourself with better sleep, better focus, and better style. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash mail-in. Get the Everscroll solution, better sleep, better focus, better style. Go to movement.com slash mailin and join the movement. You guys ready for this next one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it wrong to hook up with someone who has separated from their spouse verbally and in practice, but not yet legally? If they're in the process, do you need to wait for the process to finish first? Yeah, so this, this question is probably mostly for me, seeing as how I've been in the situation before. Um. I, th- I think it's it's kind of up to the spouse and the agreement that they've made with each other. Um, if they're okay with it, then why wouldn't you be okay with it? As long as, yeah, I, I just think you, you kind of put the ball in their court. And if, if they, like me and my ex, we, we kind of, we decided mutually to, okay, we can start seeing other people now. I still waited a few months. She, she actually started dating before I did. Um. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal as long as you're both as long as you're both okay with it. Whoever you're hooking up with in this in this example, um, it, it's not that big a deal to me. I don't know. Y'all might disagree. Yeah, I think if if you're the person not going through the divorce right or separated, you're just the outside party who's going to date somebody going through a divorce. As long as they are up front with their ex, I think this is fine. You just don't want to be caught in the middle of something and like blindside somebody, you know, like you don't want to be yeah. hooking well, up with a guy and his ex-wife or his soon to be ex-wife has no idea like that. He's seeing anybody. Yeah. Is I it weird like to that say that you like sticky. almost, you almost need confirmation that it's like really over. I, I would want that as the outside no, party no, that it was not. really over. Cause yeah. I would hate to like have them be separated but not totally have the relationship be dead yet. But like you can't, yeah. if you're the a spouse of the other person, you can't blame the innocent party who's single, just like kind of standing there. Right. A lot of communication needs to be going on here between the soon to be ex married couple and the person you are starting to date. 
Correct. They need to be the the people who are splitting up. It needs to be very clear what's going on. That they're they're going through a divorce. It's inevitable. Um, and they it's you're free now to start dating. And then you got to be very communicative with the person you are starting to talk to. Like this is my situation. Hopefully you're okay with it. Uh, I do have the green light to date. Just so you know, just everyone all around has got to be communicating well, right? In order to make this work. Yeah, but I mean, waiting for the like it to become official in the in the eyes of the court. That just seems a little unnecessary to me. It could take some time, you know. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a great answer, Dylan. I'd be scared shitless to like even get involved with somebody like that just for fear of me getting my heart broken by somebody who like might go back to their, you know, partner or something like that. It just yeah. seems like a scary situation. Well, but I think also if you're dating. If you're the person who's going to date someone who's going through a divorce, like it sounds like this person who wrote in like verbally and in practice, but not legally, like it sounds like he or she knows how, how their relationship is. Hopefully if you're going to be the other person added to this equation, like you can read people and see like, Oh, maybe the the guy that I'm going to start dating is not over his ex. And I'm really here as a hate fuck. But, you know, (laughs) Sally, chill. I'm just saying, (laughs) like, have some common sense people, you know, realize, realize if like their, their divorce is like actually going to go through or you're just like going to be a pawn in a a game, you know, you're just, yeah, make sure it's, it's going through because if they're going to go through the process of actually filing on all that, it's over. Yeah. That's kind of, it's hard to reverse that decision. Just ask if you can get like, BCC'd on a couple emails that you know really prove <laughs> no. it. No. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Uh, we got a voicemail. Oh. You guys ready for this one? Yeah, let's go. All right. Hey, mailing team. This is Ben from Illinois. Sneaky shouts to my girlfriend, Lauren. She's the best. Hope you're doing well during quarantine. <laughs> Question about <laughs> lake days. Pool days, beach days. Damn you, cancel. What's the move after quarantine? Love you guys so much. Bye. This is so hard for me. This has got to be the first ever significant other shout out on the show. I, I, kinda, I, I really I like it. That. I don't want to. Wait, did he give her a shout out because they're separated? Much. Do they separate for quarantine? Because he said, <laughs> I, I hope know. you're doing well through quarantine. Maybe which, they're not. Like, maybe bro- they're long distance and they can't quarantine together. <laughs> Throw her a text, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, no. easy, it's easier to call her text her than it is to call and do one of the podcasts you listen to Guys, and leave a voicemail giving her a shout out. probably texting her all the time, but this is like a nice little, they probably both listened to it, and it was like, you know, it's, I'm going to shout her out. I like I it. I think his question was designed, like he asked himself, what could I ask them that's definitely going to get played so that I could get my shout out For sure. Also played that's absolutely like, oh, what happened. Stay you cancel bodies of water basically yeah. <laughs> i this is uh, great like right now i'm gonna stand all of them i know that's not an option so i'm gonna have to do the whole thing but like this has been this is a very difficult call for me right now not hard for me uh i got my stand ready the other two i'm still sorting out in my head okay but i'm ready to stand i'm ready to stand the pool oh i'm, I'm ready to stand lakes oh don't the pool, eat it. it's Pool is set up for like you get your squad together and you just hammer drinks all day in the same spot. You play music. 
Um, it's easy. It's usually much closer than going to the lake, certainly closer than going to the beach, depending on where you live, of course. Um, it's just always there for you. Um, I would, I'd kill for a pool scene right now. Kill. I, I stay in the lake. Growing up on a lake, like I just got very used to doing lake days. And the more I grew up on a lake, the more I realized how much more superior lakes are compared to oceans. I can't imagine a world where I would choose an ocean over a lake. Like, Well, you're talking about the Great Lakes, though. You're yeah, but I'm also talking about inland lakes. lake systems, Sally. You know, there's other lakes that exist. Are you talking about Texas lakes as well? Uh, Texas lakes are not as good as, you know, lakes in northern states. But Texas lakes, I've been shown, can be fun as well. And so I don't like beach days because I don't like, uh, you know, dealing with the sand. I don't like being, uh, are we, are we associating lake days with being on a boat or something or being at the lake? I think not either. necessarily a, a lake house, just hanging out on the dock all day. Oh, that that, that, all, that also hell. counts. Yeah. That that's, is... I, I maintain, I stand lakes uh, for all reasons. Uh, they're just more fun to be in. There's like less creepy shit in lakes than there is in oceans. I just love, I love me a good lake. I'm going to mute the pool for every reason that Dylan listed. I think pools are great. If, but I, if I get a call from the pool and someone's like, Hey, we're hitting the lake. Then I'm like, Oh shit, we got to go hit the lake. Yeah. And then canceling oceans. There's just like too much weird stuff in there. I feel like there's too many people at these places a lot of the time, which is the same for lakes, I guess, but I just don't like oceans. I'm, I'm going to also stand lakes. Um, something about being at the lake, even like, uh, you know, I will, I think was shocked when he got here and saw what like Texas's definition of a lake is, which is just a damned river. But something about being at a lake house or on someone's dock or on a boat just screams summer to me. Like it just like having a beer on a boat or like on a dock and like jumping in being at a lake house is just like the most relaxing chill situation i do love the beach i love my grandparents beach house but i i'm gonna cancel beaches solely for sand because going on the lake or being at the pool is so nice you don't have to like be sandy afterwards which is such a pain yeah. in the ass pools are great as well like i i cannot wait to go to a pool i was telling micah yesterday that we need to repeat our pool day at my parents house they're waiting for us to come out we're gonna get all the visies we can have and we'll just party out there even if during quarantine because it's a private residence so i love pools but like lakes to me are just like quintessential like good old american fun uh, like in the summer i just love it love a lake yeah um pull back the curtain on what was going on in my brain when i was trying to decide between lake and beach when, when I'm at the beach, I'm on vacation. Like, yeah. you can't just spend it because we live where we live. We can't just spend a day at the beach. We're on a trip and it's usually a lot of fun, right? Yeah. You can go to the lake, you go to the pool and it's just a, a day thing. So you just not, you're not like on vacation. So that was kind of messing with my head a little bit, I think. And I was giving beach maybe a little bit too much credit because I am not, I, I hate sand. I just, I hate it. The I love beach. going to a beach destination for right. a vacation because the whole tropical environment that you're in is amazing. But if you break it down and just look at what it is, um, sand sucks. But I totally get what and you're so saying. I'm, can I'm canceling the beach. Beach beach vacation, like even if it's Cabo or the Caribbean, is a whole mindset of like, oh, I'm about yeah. to go like murder some frozen drinks, get real tropical, 
like do whatever the hell I want, every, like the laid back environment. I think that I would probably feel different about the beach if I lived close to a beach. And maybe it was like a more of my everyday life. Because going to the beach, exactly what you said, Dylan, is so much of a like trip mindset. It's my vacation. It's not just like a like a one-off, like yeah. you could go do that right. this week. We went somewhere, Dylan. I think it was around April 2018, Ponte Beach players championship and uh you we went to the beach and uh you did mm-hmm. something that i no one's doing when they go to the beach is that you walked down to the beach without a towel and you just plopped right down on the sand <laughs> and just sat there maybe that's why he hates sand uh, i could not believe what did, i saw with my own eyes did i choose not to have a towel down there or did i just forget it like a i dumbass? think i remember you being very avid like you you wanted to get to the beach as soon as possible and i think that you were you had such a one-track mind at that point that grabbing a towel just wasn't even feasible for you you were like nope and so that sounds like something i would do for sure i think we ended up sharing a towel for part of it as we just like crushed Uh waves with dave and klein and then a push-up contest ensued at the pool right after best oh yeah was that the best week of our lives that was incredible we didn't pay a dime either i mean it's the best oh i mean we need, we need to blow up again so we can, uh, you know, get in with the PGA Tour. We I can also go to my grandparents' beach house in Florida and, like, it's yeah, basically. We have, pay, we have to, like, pay for the plane tickets. And yeah, stuff and they're, like, $40 not, on Southwest right now. I did not know that you you had a, this is the first I'm hearing of it. It's so. like a retirement community on an island, and it's so tropical and the chillest thing. Perfect. And pack a picnic, you hang out at the beach for six hours, you eat at 6 p.m., and you go to sleep because you're grandpa, basically. So... We can do that as well, probably in August if we want to. Don't so. you just love rolling up to like a beach house that just has all those signs out that say like life is better at the lake? No, okay, well, <laughs> life is better at the lake at a beach. But it's like. I'm, My grandma has every every single beach um, like trinket or sign or decoration that, that has ever existed at Hobby Lobby is like in that house. Yeah, this I just pulled up one. It just says home is where the anchor drops. Yeah, like just every yeah. single. <laughs> Do we have any friends who have a, a cool lake house? We need to get some friends. With because that's house. what we're missing. Yeah. I love lake houses. So Will much. and I are going to a river house get a time, time and check. hunt in a few weeks. And I could not be more excited. Yeah. It's gonna, don't even need a nice one. I just need a place to, to no. drop my shit, a cold fridge, and like a, a dock. And that, that, um, yeah, that's uh, the best uh, part. Honestly, I would pref- I'd prefer that it's not too nice because the worse off you are, if it's like a mediocre place, people are much more likely to go outside and have fun than just sit inside all day. Oh, it kind of needs true. to be a little more modest. Yeah, you need to be a little shabby, just yeah. a, a smidge, so you don't feel bad for like getting it dirty. You know, like you go, you go tubing for a couple hours, you come back, you just chill on the dog with your vizies it's a day man oh we went we went to the lake last year for the fourth of july with my friends Haley and ryan and like we had the best time just like going scorched earth on jet skis yeah just like hitting mm. hitting top speeds it was great and i want to go to the lake so bad someone invite us to your lake house please (laughs) actually speaking of you guys ready for this next question Yes. Ready. What's up, guys? My girlfriend and I have been listening to the pod pretty much since you started. We are planning to get married this year. Would you all be interested in coming out? 
It's going to be small, like less than 40 people, and in Las Vegas, probably in late summer or early fall, depending on the travel restrictions. We both like to party. We don't want a big wedding, so we are planning for it to be a simple Vegas wedding at one of the chapels there where everything is taken care of for us. We will most likely do reservations at a nice restaurant after after the ceremony. Please provide recommendations if you have them. And we'll definitely be hitting the bars and casinos after that. If you would consider coming out, please just let me know. Wow. I think I have a good answer for this. Um, would I attend a listener's wedding if I was invited? Yes, I absolutely would. And I think it would be amazing. However, and this isn't me just trying to like ask for too much or trying to sound like I'm big time, but it doesn't make sense for me to pay for it. And I'll tell you why. If I'm going on vacation that I'm going to be paying for, it's going to be exactly how I want it to be. I'm going to go with my friends or my family and I'm going to pick the destination myself. So yes, I will go to your Vegas wedding. I'll go to your Charleston wedding. I'll go to Napa (laughs) Valley, wherever you want to go. But you just gotta you just gotta pay for it. And yeah. that I don't think that's asking that's, You're not that's asking fair. for an appearance fee. You're not asking for an appearance fee no, or anything. You're no. just asking for like wanna, the bare bones things to get covered. I wanna I wanna break even on this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't need I don't need to make money off of you. I just need you to cover my expenses. I mean he can, he can get us like one room and some Southwest lights for cheap. <laughs> I would love to go. We have It'd yet be to get, so much fun. We have yet to get invited to an Austin wedding that's in a spot that we can just like Uber to in or, five minutes. Or like Houston or Dallas. I would go to Houston or Dallas. No, but I want one Austin one. I mean, I'm surprised that we haven't had any listeners get married in Austin and throw out that invite because I feel bad. We have gotten invites to weddings, like actual physical invites to weddings, and we've never gone to one. But I would 100% do it, especially if it was in Austin and I just had to put on a suit, Uber there, and have a great time. Yeah. Sounds like a sure. blast. Um, I think we were invited to one in like the Dominican Republic we not were. so long ago. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, it sounded incredible and something that I would absolutely attend if it just made sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't feel like I need to be paid for for this and I will go to your wedding because I we go to Vegas all the time my mom will probably be there the weekend that you decide to get married uh hit me up if you need some wrecks Jules does Vegas very well she's got a lot of connections if you need people for hair and makeup if you need a restaurant recommendation any of that so slide in my dms Will hasn't gone to Vegas we were supposed to go the beginning of quarantine that got canceled. That's a sign. I'm not meant to go to Vegas. Like the pandemic hit and I was like, yeah, I mean, I, for the amount of times that I've thought about going to Vegas, like I'm just not meant to go there. I think it would be really fun to do wash media, um, March madness next year. Like none of y'all have truly experienced Vegas until you've experienced it with Julie Jen. Like she just, <laughs> she, I, she I love that city and it's been other level. And March Madness is Actually, really fun. We should just make plans for it now. The last time I went was my bachelor party. So it's obviously, it's been a minute and I miss it. I love that city so much. I need to get back. The last, um, time, I, the last time I was there was for Lily's bachelorette. But I hadn't been in a really long time before that. I think I'm going to switch where I do my bachelor party if we reschedule it. And do it in Vegas? Really? No, not Vegas. But I think I'm going to switch. To where? Not sure. But... As New we, the more we went down the Lake Tahoe wormhole, the more I was like, damn, Lake Tahoe is way more expensive than I thought it was going to be. And it doesn't have an STK. So and honestly, like... if, if I'm being honest, what, the thing that <laughs> the thing that, yeah, STK just slaps. And the thing that really killed me was uh, I needed a direct flight. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking trying to do a, 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 a place where I had to take two flights. I'm not trying to be hungover on, after my bachelor party switching planes. Mm-hmm. 
on the way home, that's that's not the way to travel. No. Yeah. You and Dave would be lugging me through the airport, like well, supporting fair, my yeah. like legs. I probably would have upgraded you to first class, like I do. Aw. But don't act like you do it all the time. I have done it a couple times. Sally did it after a bachelor back. party for me, and it was this the greatest flight ever. I, I was just dead, and the girl next to me was getting done with a bachelorette party, and we were just laying there dead for the entire time. I did first class one time, and it was Austin to Houston, so it lasted like 26 minutes. It was oh, so nice. lame. <laughs> I always check to see yeah. if there's an upgrade, and if the upgrade's like cheap, and then it's like, oh, I don't know. The How way to the do flight? it is to check to see, and before you check, be like, I'm most... I'm only going to spend $150 or like set your limit so that if it's higher than that, you'd be like, okay, not doing it. But if, if it is, then you're like, cause I think when I upgraded you, it was like $150. Yeah. I feel bad. We, uh, I went on the bachelor party where I got upgraded by Sally. The groom really wanted to upgrade himself. And he told himself, uh, he told himself before he's like, if it's $300 or less. And he was, he was aiming high with that number. He's like, I'm doing it. It was 350. And he didn't do it. And I wholeheartedly regret not just Venmoing him oh, $50 man. and hooking him up. Because he would have yeah. loved it. I feel like a jerk now. We should have all just helped him out. I know. I know. Yep. Oh, I'm shocked he didn't cave. I, I'm surprised he didn't cave either. Especially given who yeah. it was. It was Tube Socks. You, I mean, he's, he's, he's a fun guy. Yeah. Should we do this? <laughs> we got one last question. You guys ready for it? Ready. Let's knock it out. Sup, y'all. I am five foot ten on a good day, but most of my friends are six foot one and over. Did I write this question? I'm not insecure about my height whatsoever, but I realized I'm doing this or doing myself dirty in group photos. I'm usually in the middle of a semicircle of dudes and the forced perspective makes me look like a toddler. I also routinely find myself next to my buddy who's six foot five. So naturally I look like a tiny person in comparison. I need some tips for group pictures because daddy needs more Instagram photos. Be well, my dear friends. I don't have a great answer for this guy, but I, this has got to be a super relatable question. That's so I, I threw it in here. So hopefully you guys have some some kind of tip it's or trick. You're not neither of you are short, so it's too bad we don't have Micah. I, yeah, Micah would be good right now. Walk us through his. Um, well, think about me. Yeah, if, Dil, Dylan, you've been around my buddies from Michigan. They're a tall group. Yeah, they are. There's some guys in there that are touching like six foot four and stuff. And so there are certain times when if we're out golfing or just doing something. There are a lot of times when I'm the shortest person there. And as being someone yeah. who's very close, I'm sniffing six feet. And being that tall and still feeling like the short one's tough. But like you can't be around the six foot five guy if you're getting ready to take no. a photo. You got to scamper to someone else. You have to be very strategic in who you're standing next to. You also, it probably isn't helpful to stand if you're in a line, a group photo. You don't want to be in the middle. Yeah, get on the side. Like you, yeah. you get, get on the side. You get swallowed up in the middle. And especially if you form kind of a uh, a semicircle and so you turn in toward the camera, if you're on the end, you'll be more in the foreground and thus you'll appear right. to be a bigger person. Here's a tip. You want you ready for this tip? This is the yeah. tip. Never under any circumstances let one of your boys put his arm on over your shoulders. Correct. In <laughs> you hate that so Dude, much. You can't I've do it because it, it automatically it. it's it makes it you dwarfs sl- you like hunch forward. It makes you shorter and it makes them look tall. If you're the short guy and if you're a couple inches shorter than these guys, your move is putting your arm around their shoulder so that you hunch them down a little bit. And then if you yeah. start going tippy toes a little bit, it's because you had your arm around the shoulder, not because you're trying to look taller. Well, speaking of Panavidra, I, I did this to you while we were there. Not intentionally. I did it to you. We were in front of the clubhouse. It was like the picture of the trip. 
And I think you brought it up like 10 times since then, I think. You were not happy Dude, I just about hate that. It. Yeah, it's brutal. And it, it, I learned this because I had a, like, when we take group photos with my buddies, we all, you know, we go arm in arm. And I got to the point where I was like, no more arms on my shoulders. I, I just can't be having that. It's not how... <laughs> It makes you just feel short. Tip. Yeah, you have to be the guy doing that first. So find the guy that's closest to you in height and then just wrap your arm around his shoulder and make him feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah, or you get, like Sally said, just do the mica and shamelessly just go tiptoes in every single picture that you're in. I, I do like, like the, the uh, get on the side and almost be not a step forward, but like if you're in a line, like a little bit more towards the camera because you're becoming more in the foreground and you look taller in comparison here's here's i'm not gonna go into a full guy's tips because i am not obviously a guy but i can give some ladies group photos tips uh number one i i i don't like being in the middle of group girls photos i like being on the end pick the side that's good for you don't cock your hand on your hip don't fully face the camera you want like a 45 degree what was that want... called like a sorority squat no like with your hand on your hip what what was like why do girls crouch in photos all the time why are they always That's like a sorority crouching? squat yeah okay uh and then what, what's with the the skinny arm look where girls just do like the straight down arm thing like that so okay Oh my gosh. Yeah, what's up Get with that? It's really hard here. to explain this it on a terrible. podcast, but there is a really hilarious TikTok uh, account of a girl who's like showing you how to better pose in photos to make your angles look better. But what I've learned in millions and millions and millions of group photos is number one, if you're on the end, you don't want to be fully facing forward. You don't want to be fully facing the side. You want like a 45 degree angle and then stick your leg out. your like outer leg out just a little bit. So that like gives you some like sleek lines. I don't like a hand on the hip. I think that that's weird, but just like put your arm down at your side. Another thing you can do if you like want to look skinny in photos is put about 40% of your body behind somebody else's. There's a certain person that's a friend of this Lily. podcast, Lily, that does this all the time. <laughs> oh, this is ruthless. And you, you always are like, wow, no, you, Lily you, You've told us about this before. Really skinny. And it's because if you take a photo with her, she puts her whole body behind you. And so then you end up looking fat because you, you're like whole body's on display and she's like poking your head out from behind you. So... What but, I can't stand is the thought the thought pose, which is it's girls are basically just looking over their shoulder to accentuate their butts. Yeah. And it's like you basically it's they're basically their backs are turned toward the camera and they're just looking over their shoulder. Like we get it, you have a good butt, but this is not this is no way to pose for a picture. Right. It's just like if you're gonna be in a group shot, you don't want to put too much thought into it because you then you're gonna look like you're posing. You don't wanna like be so posed that it's like, whoa, what's happening over there? Just like Look normal, smile, I don't know. Hide half your body behind someone else's, whatever. It's tough out there. It, it's, it's, whoa. Oh, Rosie. It's real hard out there. I think she's saying it's time, it's time to end the I podcast. She is yeah. saying it's time Good timing, to Rosie. Rosie's, it's it's the, the dog version of the wrap it up box. Oh, Rosie. <laughs> oh I missed the mic of finger twirl. Yeah. All right, folks, uh, the hotline number is 888-362-6245. You can also write in, if you would prefer, at Malin Podcast on Twitter. Did you guys have fun? Always. I had fun. We're really sorry about Rosie. 
No, it's all good. It's just part of part of working from home. Yeah, we all got to deal with. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye.